It's showtime. What up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. So here we are once again. It's a brand new week and it's time for a brand new show. And usually, well, maybe not usually, but certainly for the past month-ish or whatever, when I was holding down two jobs, this was the out-of-necessity uh, really the only day I could record, uh, and that being Monday. And I want to say, I, I guess I kind of looked forward to it, but really I was just, the only thing going on through my mind was, oh my God, how am I going to make it through this shift? How many hours are left? What do you mean there's like seven more hours? I, it feels like I've been here for five already. But if you've noticed, the past few episodes have been a little bit longer than usual. It's because... This is like the one of the very few things that I enjoy doing throughout the week. Listen, I'm not going to lie. This certainly doesn't beat the other favorite thing I do, and that's laying around and doing absolutely nothing. I've actually met people in life who are like, oh, you take naps? Oh, I don't take naps. Taking naps is weird. It just feels like a waste of time. You could be doing so much more with your life. I'm like, listen here, you douchebag go-getter. Look at me and look at you. Do you see what's different besides my impressive girth? Notice our skin color. Let's just say people who have the skin that you have have every single door open to them. Even if they're like the trashy trailer park looking type, they're still going to have relatively a lot more doors open to them uh, than to me. If for nothing else... White girls uh, are are open to far more open to uh, a dirty hick hillbilly looking dude as opposed to even the most civilized of mellow yellows. I'm telling you, these hoes would rather risk getting their throats slashed during some sort of like meth frenzy or whatever that these guys go on than spend a romantic evening with what they consider swine. That's why it's such a crazy time on this planet uh, and in society that the narrative is strictly it's uh, we need more rights for black people. They're the only uh, marginalized, visible minority. Horseshit. Like, if, especially in things like entertainment, it's always been either you're white or you're black. There's always been black people on TV, in movies, doing music. And I'm not talking about like some Z-list celebrity, uh, like some fringe quote-unquote star. No, there's like A-listers, like top-of-the-chart type of people who are black. And it seems like that's always been the case so long as I've been alive. For the love of freaking Christ, the king of pop was black. 
for like half of his career. He's a bad example. He he kind of sold out and then like really made it big. I'm telling you, you ask anybody, name 10 black singers or 10 movie stars or whatever, it's going to happen. That's not even a question of can they do it. And I don't even mean, oh, name 10 black rappers. Because that that industry, I don't count it. Because that that's... Uh, you know, uh, an industry they innovated and, in, well, invented and then innovated. Uh, and it's the other way around. Name 10 white rappers, that would be an issue, right? So I don't even count that. But if I came up to you and I was like, name 10 mellow yellows. I'm not even saying name Chinese actors or uh, uh, 10 Chinese singers, like in North America. Again, not in their own industries, it's not like name 10 brown guys from Bollywood. Again, they're all brown. It's like in rap. They're basically all black. Just like K-pop's all Asians, Koreans, uh, Hong Kong, TVB. They're all Chinese, basically. Now, I mean, in North America, you know, the uh, mostly, let's just say even America, like, you know, the 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 biggest exporter of entertainment on the planet. Name 10 mellow yellows. Doesn't matter if they're Chinese, Korean, Japanese. It's tough. So when people are like, oh no, we need more diversity. I agree with that. We need more equality for black people. For the most part, I agree with that. Why just some? Come on, you know why. There are black people who are up to no good, who are committing a shitload of crimes, and when they are walking around in a nice, rich, white neighborhood, they probably are there to rob them. I have no doubts about that. So I agree with one, uh, mostly, or at least kind of agree with the other, but I certainly disagree with uh, diversity is just getting more black people into stuff. And if you look at all the commercials that are coming out now, it's namely more black chicks and stuff, right? There, there's the two beller. Two birds, one stone. We need more women and stuff. Getting a lot of heat to put more black people in stuff. And uh, I'm hearing from a lot of these loud mouth black chicks uh, that they want to be in stuff so... Just to shut them up and uh, not, you know, scar my psyche for the rest of my life with their harsh words and terrible attitude. All right, I guess we'll kill two birds with one stone. Let's cast some of them. That's not the fat ones. They can talk all the shit they want. We still want to sell stuff here, you know? I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody's full of shit. Don't believe any of it. Do you know how lucky... You would be to meet some legit people who uh, would, you know, look out for your interests before their interests. Don't know that I've ever met anybody like that outside of my direct family. And even more so, do you know how lucky you'd have to be, like astronomically lucky to find yourself a chick you're into uh, that is also into you? That is also a ride-and-die type of bitch, right? Dude, I've worked with girls who, in my naivety, have considered friends in my past and, you know, taken on their problems, cared about them. But honestly, the and, they, and in the moment, they seem like you are equals there. In the moment, they are your buddy. They 
make you feel as if you're on the same level as them. They care about you like you care about them. But time in and time out, time after time, I have seen these same chicks. I'm having these conversations with them. They seem like they're super into it. And the moment a dude in a suit, like a manager shows up, get out of here, Kenny, like out of my face. I am not only going to treat this man like an equal because he is not an equal. He's above me and I'm going to flirt all day with him. And that's people that you think are your buddies. That's a girl who you're like, oh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I have some friends who are girls. Why not? You know, what is this uh, chatter that you can't be friends with women? And I'm telling you now that I am 30 years old, I know for a fact you... Women, you, you just can't, you can't trust them. I'm not saying you can trust guys, but they're closer to it. I mean, it's not that close. You know, I'm, I'm in Toronto and they're waiting at Pittsburgh. I'm keeping them at that type of arm's length distance from myself. Um, but women are like, I'm in Toronto and these bitches are in... The Himalayan mountains right at the top. I ain't ever going to scale one of those. And I sure as hell am not going to reveal anything or uh, hold in their confidence anything that could be used against me at a later date. Because good chances, I'm getting the knife in the back. It's only a matter of time. And while we're on the topic, you can also not trust guys who are bitches. Like, if they're sad, lonely, and gossipy, don't get involved with them. Don't feel sorry for them because they probably got into their pos- that position all on their own and they're lonely and ignored probably for a good reason. Like, you have to think about these things, right? Like, why is this the case? There can be any number of mitigating factors and such, but when it comes down to it, the obvious is usually what you need to go with. Like, uh, for example, girls who turn out to be spinsters. Why is that? I've used this example in the past, but it's the best example to use. Uh, It's so clear-cut. Jamie, who I went to school with, one of the most beautiful women I've ever met, Inside, outside, she was snapped up. I think she met her uh, current husband when they were like 15, 16, and they started dating, and she never looked back. She was great, so someone snapped her up. And we don't even need to go to the opposite, to the extreme, to like the middle-aged fat chicks. That's very obvious why they're alone and still alone because who's in the market for some damaged 50 year old big woman like who in their right mind is up for an unattractive karen right even if you're a a middle-aged fat shit yourself and with a horrible attitude you still have options in the sense of uh there there are plenty of hookers And plenty of strippers who don't give a shit what you look like. They just care about the money that you'll be giving them so they can buy the drugs needed to not give a shit what you look like. But I'm talking about the less obvious because Jamie got snapped up at 16. But there's this girl that I used to work with. She's no Jamie. She's not on that level. But this girl uh, in her own right was 
very, very physically attractive. Um, she had, like, I'm not an ass guy. I work with a lot of black guys, so everybody's always talking about, oh, look at that batty on that. I'm like, okay, that just seems like this girl has way too many carbs and not enough squats in her life. But this girl that I'm talking about, she did have a legendary butt. Even I was on board. I was like, oh, god damn. Yo, yo, somebody play the latest 50 Cent. Uh, somebody play the latest Future. Where's the closest dentist? I need to get some gold in my teeth. And with her, it wasn't just the, the legendary ass. Uh, it was, you know, she was uh, very fit. And the face was good. And the eyes were also, like, mesmerizing. In fact, the first time I met her, uh, her friend introduced, uh, a mutual friend of ours introduced her to me, and I nearly pushed the friend out of the goddamn way, being like, oh my god, look at those eyes on this girl. I knew this girl, I think, when she was either 18, 19 years old, and we stopped talking by the time she was about 25. And throughout that time, it was just drama, drama, drama. Uh, This drama, mostly boy drama, um, I don't think, so what is that, like six, seven years? In those six, seven years, I don't think there was ever a steady boyfriend. I don't think there was ever a boyfriend. There was a lot of getting humped and then dumped, from what I recall. And she was always like, oh, I don't get it. I don't understand why I can't keep myself a good boyfriend or I can't find the right one. First of all, you're a shallow bitch. This girl, let's do this. Dear bitch, you as shallow as a puddle. Even though old Kenny likes pretty girls and not big old women, even old Kenny has uh, qualifying qualities of uh, the the personality and on the inside uh, type, you know? It's not 100% about looks. It's just if you don't have the looks, you're not in the conversation. If you've got a massive belly and you weigh more than some barn animals, you're not in the conversation. Especially if you look like you belong amongst the barn animals yourself. This is the old adage. This is the meme where you wonder why... God hasn't sent you the right guy. Uh, But it turns out he has. He has in spades. He has in droves. He sent you a good guy after a good guy. And you stuck up your big witchly nose. And you snubbed them all. You sent them all away. You... I can't even say you friend zone them because you're not cool like that. You don't have any real friends. You just have a bunch of people who feed into your ego one way or another, who do what you want them to do. I don't quite understand why the girls are around you. I'm sure if I really wanted to spend the time, if you were worth the time, I would spend the time. But you're not, bitch. Uh... So I'm not going to bother trying to figure that out. But it's plain and clear that the dudes just want to bang you. That's why they're around you. They will never truly care about who you are. And quite frankly, you don't deserve someone who does. At least the friend zone implies that you give a rat's ass back about some of these good guys that the good Lord has presented and put in front of you. And if not, hit you over the head with. 
Why you can't get what you consider a good guy is because what you consider a good guy is not actually a good guy. Guys with money doesn't make them a good guy. Good looking doesn't make them a good guy. The combination of good looks, career success, and money does not necessarily make them a good guy. Not saying that people that tick all those boxes and are a good guy do not exist, but let's face it, you're not quite on that level. You're alright, but let's put you next to the great Natalie Portman, the great Lily Collins, the great Kristen Crook, and girl, I don't care how nice your eyes are, I'd push you out of the way and say, Queen Amidala, love me! So in closing, you're never going to get a good guy, bitch, because you don't even know what a good guy is. And you'll always get the guys. That's not true. You will for probably two more years get the guys who you deem are good guys, who keep juking it, then junking it, because that's what they do. And I can't even blame them. Believe me, if I was 6'3", look like Korean pop star Rain, and with his career success and his money, you better believe I'm doing the exact same thing. Why? Because why not? Because that's it. That's the cutoff. Two more years. Because you and I both know, I'm sure you looked in the mirror, and unless your head is so far up your own ass that you've brainwashed yourself into seeing on- yourself only in a positive light, which I would not be surprised by, bitch. But if that's the case, let me tell you, dear bitch, you're getting gross, at least in the face. You may only be like 25 or something like that, maybe 26 at this point. And that sounds incredibly young, but you're still a 25, 26-year-old white girl. And in that world, 25, 26, you're moments away from looking like you're 42 and ready to capture and kidnap Hansel and Gretel. So, bitch, enjoy the humpity hump hump for the next year or two because soon after that ain't nobody gonna want to hump you and the good guys they they don't want to be associated by the wicked witch of the west all right so we ain't getting into bed with you either i don't know why i said we i don't really consider myself a good person but this ain't about me it's about this bitch who's a piece of freaking shit on the inside that's why she's gonna die alone Sure, that's the fate I'll be suffering as well, but at least I got a couple good jokes and about 83 people who tune in each and every week to hear a couple more knee slappers. Whereas you, bitch, at the end of the day, you won't have your looks, you don't have a good personality, and you wouldn't know a good joke if it freaking bit you on your amazing mega for now ass. Signed, sincerely, not yours, old Kenny. That was completely unexpected. This is not the direction I expected the Kenny Ho show to go today, but it's, to be fair, I had no idea where this was going to go. I was basically coming on to be like, yeah, usually I get one shot at this per week. I got to make it count. I got to have some semblance of a game plan of what I want to talk about. But today, honestly, nothing. I'm just like, 
I want to do a Kenny Ho show today, so a Kenny Ho show I will do today. And if I can point out how racist and shitty people are along the way, even better. All right, I did want to say, you know, halfway through my spiel there, I'm like, another example of, or at least a proof in the pudding, uh, me not just saying things, but having some evidence to back it up, just like... The company that I've been with for, oh, I don't even know how many years, you know, the, you know, I got fired from one, but I still have the other job. Uh, and I work very hard at that job. I'm, I don't know, I get along with everybody. I don't cause trouble there. Um, and in the past, I've tried to be a leader there. Now I don't give a shit. I'm just there for the paycheck. Again, I'm, I'm not there to cause trouble. I try to get along with everybody. But if you think I'm going above and beyond, it ain't happening. Granted, it's annoying because every freaking bottom-rung job right now has so many vacancies. So for the past few days, I've been showing up. And they're like, yeah, so Kenny, you're just by yourself today. So here's the job that was meant for four people. Best of luck with that. But you hear no bitching from me. You hear no even moaning or sighing. I'm like, okay, that's it. Let me see what I can do. If you think the job's going to get done, you're dreaming. But if you're cool with me, like, you know, getting the half of it done, a lot of it done, okay. But yeah, I'm always there. I'm reliable, dependable to whatever extent. And I've been loyal. Even with the job that shit-canned me, they wanted me full-time. They're, like, severely shorthanded, so they're like... Yeah, we're, we're hiring full-time. I'm like, listen, if you guys are cool with me coming in part-time so I can keep this other uh, gig I have, then we can we can do this. And so I've been so loyal to this company, but not once have they ever even talked to me about a potential promotion. Well, that's not completely true because I did actually have a talk with a previous manager one time about a promotion. There was an opening, and uh, the conversation wasn't, uh, hey, uh, would you like to uh, fill that opening? Uh, No, the conversation was me approaching him about filling that vacancy and him telling me no. And so I thought, you know, when that guy got shit-canned for being a useless tool, uh, I figured, hey, this might be a good thing. Beyond the obvious, beyond the necessity of having a competent leader running the show, um, I'm like, maybe just selfishly, personally, I may finally be in the conversation to moving up because it's a big company. Um, You know, potentially you can move up and maybe go to a different department or something and uh, have a good career with uh, a nice salary and... um, some uh, benefits, and uh, who knows? Maybe I can meet a pro babe and realistically be turned down by her. Because, I mean, I'm talking crazy at this point. These are all, like, far, far leaps of faith, uh, leaps from reality, possibility even. Um, But with the new regime, and my buddy got promoted. He was one of the guys in charge. He just kept moving up and up, and I'm like... Oh, I have to be uh, at least in consideration, if not a shoe-in now. So I talked to both of them. I'm like, guys, I would like to move up in this company. Uh, I know there's no opening uh, to move up right now, but I'm interested. Would you? Could you guys take me under your wings and groom me to fill fill the role uh, if and when a vacancy becomes available? They're oh, absolutely. We'd love to do that for you. 
Long story short, a few months later, a vacancy opened. Uh, not only was I not groomed up until that point, when it did open, there wasn't so much as a conversation with me, um, uh, let alone an interview. I showed up one day and they're like, hey, Kenny, meet your new supervisor. I'm like, what? Aren't you supposed to introduce new people to me as the new supervisor? What the hell is going on? And if there was any sort of uh, rational explanation for that, there isn't now. Uh, after the pandemic, uh, they've they've gotten even more bureaucratic. They've hired even more management. They've had uh, two more supervisors. And once again, not even so much as a conversation with me um, about this, let alone an interview. And I have to believe it's because... The manager is white, my buddy was white, and all these new supervisors are white. It's not just an old boys club, but it's an old white boys club. That's how this world works. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not hurt because, you know, I want to do the job or want to get promoted at this point. That was a different time. That was me. That was a me who was lost. And didn't know if I could, you know, make a living in this world. And as I said, that's a big company. If I could, you know, move up in it, you know, that shouldn't be a problem. But since then, I've gotten a bunch of jobs where I was like, whoa, I'm making how much money? Not like, you know, oh, look how many zeros this is. This is just like, relatively speaking, from, oh, I uh, poverty is my max? That's really rough. To go into these jobs where they pay pretty damn well per hour. And there's tons of hours to be had. So that goes from, oh shit, I'm going to die on the street someday. What a podcast from a garbage can. Like I will be with my tinfoil hat on and like holding the, the lid to the trash can into the air with one hand and talking into like not even a real microphone. It's like uh uh, from like one of those children's boombox playset type of things. It'll be like a little broken pink microphone and I'll be uh, talking into it, doing the Kenny Ho Show 500 from it and uh, nobody will actually hear it because, well, which is not that much of an, uh, a downgrade from what I'm doing now, but you know, I won't even have a SoundCloud to, to load it up to. I'll just be talking and... The only listeners will be the other 14 hobo trying to kick my ass so they can use the garbage can as a hobo fire, you know? Yeah, so I don't even want to do that job at this point. Uh, I see uh, there are plenty of jobs out there that pay much better. Like, I would make a much better living doing those jobs than this. Uh, this. It seems like there's really one rung. It seems like... From where I am, you can only move up one position. So with all my, you know, the different jobs I've gotten that pay better than this place, I've realized, oh, so wait a minute, this place has little to no power over me? So yeah, I, I've definitely moved on from this idea of being um, a supervisor, a manager, or whatever. Especially considering how shitty that job actually is. Like, it used to be... Uh, something I'm like, well, I could see myself doing that. Now it's like, oh, so I'm just breathing down people's necks and just like 
enforcing rules that I don't even believe in, that's not happening. And like they work uh, stupid hours. Like I remember the other day I was leaving after, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it was a short day, but certainly wasn't a long day for me. It was like the Goldilocks, you know, just the right amount of hours where I put in a full day, but I'm not going home and going straight to bed. Or even to the crying corner right away, you know? That comes later on in the evening. Yeah, as I was leaving, I see the supervisor who uh, was there before me. It was a group of them, and they weren't all going home. They were moving on to uh, a, a, like, a, a subsidiary or whatever, like uh, one of the sister companies or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, and they don't have people over there to do this job. We're shorthanded, so we have to go over. I'm like... Best of luck with your 15-hour day, bud. So if I really break it down, it's almost like it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, But I still, not so much this time, but the first time around uh, when I was like, hey, groom me, all that stuff, I took it as a huge sign of disrespect. But even now, even though I don't want to do it whatsoever, um, there's still a little feeling of being disrespected. I guess they're robbing me of the opportunity to tell them no. No freaking way. It's kind of like the time I went to this, um, I think it's called the Maddie's or whatever in Toronto. It's like a three uh, level bar. It's like, it's known for like uh, debauchery and like people just hooking up in the stairs because it's so big. Uh, People. I guess you can get away with uh, nailing a, a, a chick and like nobody will notice or whatever. Um, I remember going there and there was like the slewiest slew that ever did slew slew uh, who was going. She was like shit faced and like or maybe like high out of her mind or whatever. She was wearing like a bra as a top like she did not give a shit. She like skipped a step, you know. Um, she's like, I just want everybody to know I'm real quick and easy. I mean, come on. I've helped you skip a step. You don't even need to take off my top to see my bra. It's just right here. And she was going around and like offering everybody, including these two guys uh, at sitting at the table next to me. And this, I remember this distinctly. This girl was like, guys, I'm totally interested. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally interested. I just need to go pee right now. I'll be back. And the guys were like, yeah, cool, cool. The second she stepped away to go use the washroom, they were like, waiter, bill, please. And even though I wasn't interested in catching an STD that night, I wasn't actually interested in sleeping with that syphilitic whore. But... I felt plenty disrespected. She didn't offer none of that smelly poontang pie to old Kenny. Why? Because I wasn't white, which in her books means I wasn't right. Boo. If this weren't the end of the episode, you'd make it on dear bitch. Yeah, herpes dripping Harlot. All right, that's it. That's a wrap on 326. I'll talk to you next time. Toodles.